house was even hanging askew, practically an invitation to enter, which surely meant some terrible preparations had been made beyond. Cressley had never served in any organized military force, but he knew attacking an enemy on prepared ground was harder than kicking a beggar down the little lord's front steps. Why don't you come in? Roderick called, voice muffled. It's nice in here. Plenty of room. We can sit and chat. If we have to come in after you, there will be violence, Cressley said. Give yourself up and it will go easier on you. I see, Roderick called, but his voice seemed to come from farther away. What was he doing in there? So, if I come out, you won't harm me. That's right. But you'll take me back to the little lord, who will harm me. He hasn't told me his plans for you. Oh. Roderick's voice was bright, and now sounded closer. He could want me for anything, then. Perhaps I'm to be a guest of honour at a feast, or he wants to play a game of towers. Sit with me and sip brandy by the fire, and discuss the peculiarities of Osirian funeral rites, or the philosophies of the mammoth lords. Just us, two men of the world. I suppose that's the sort of hospitality he offers thieves? Though, to be accurate, I'm not a thief at all, because I was discovered before I had a chance to steal anything. The indignity of fleeing the palace, of running from... You. Isn't that punishment enough? Especially considering I made no profit off this endeavor at all. You did get your wages for serving as security at the ball, Cressley said. Those are ill-gotten gains. Why was he arguing with the man? Oh, yes. Because it was better than rushing someone who had a magical sword. Or indeed any kind of sword. Are you claiming I didn't provide adequate security? Roderick sounded outraged. Was the dance floor attacked by hordes of ravening demons? Did ogres overturn the punch bowls? Did a bugbear eat the goose liver off a rich man's plate? Were the musicians torn apart by werewolves? They were not, and I'm sure my presence made all the difference. I gave good value for those meagre coins. Haverford spat, and, to Cressley's surprise, spoke up loudly enough for Roderick to hear. The little lord paid you for your loyalty, thief, just for one night. But you took the coin, and you made the deal, and so were bound by it. You betrayed him, and a man who'd betray another is no man at all. Treachery's a worse crime than theft. Oh, in that case, I'll be right out, Roderick said. Something clattered, and someone else inside the warehouse swore. Cressley frowned and leaned over to Haverford. Is that? Is there someone else in there? Does he have an accomplice? It's the sword. The wizard rolled his eyes. He was fat and robed, but he wasn't old. 
and didn't look like a proper wizard at all, being entirely beardless. You know the whole reason I'm here, the reason this Roderick was hired to provide security at the ball in the first place. He's just a man, but that prim is a wonder, a talking sword of living ice. I knew about the ice, Presley muttered. There'd been something about the sword talking, too, but he'd dismissed it as exaggeration. The sword certainly hadn't said anything back at the little lord's manor house. I can also sing, the second voice called. He, it, sounded jovial and curmudgeonly all at once, like a drunken grandfather at the wedding of a relative he didn't like much. No, Rim, don't sing, Roderick cried. We want them to leave, not die.